Ladies and gentlemen, it really is good to have friends. For this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. Why can't we be friends? Why can't we <laughs> Yay. be friends? <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Cue the music. I don't know what we're yelling about! We came, we saw, we kicked its ass! Finished. Are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Morning conversation anyway. Whoa, we're going to have company! Loud noises! Hello. Hi. Hello. Hello. I'm a Kendall Richardson. I'm a Fulia Cantarmaje. And I am a caring and understanding 90s type Michael Lister. <laughs> <laughs> and you are now experiencing a podcast called Fred. Yes, experiencing it through the medium of everything is uh, duct taped together and hopefully it doesn't fall apart and fall over and burn. Ugh. Yes. No. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. This is the podcast that re- refuses to behave in other ways, not uh, not technical ones. Hopefully this exactly. week. Yes. Thank you very much. Ah, <laughs> optimism. Yes. Optimism. Ah, uh, yes. Welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for being here. If you're watching, if you're listening, we appreciate you mm-hmm. consuming the program. Um, and yeah, we're back after a week off because I went away and no one else was available. So. Unfortunately, <laughs> we were all busy. We were all busy last week. Well, so I wasn't. I that. could have done it by myself, but <laughs> I decided, you know, take take the W for this, you know. Take, yeah. <laughs> take have a day off. <laughs> yeah, you've earned it. Yeah, yeah have a day off of uh, anxiety-inducing <laughs> Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. No, we're 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 back, and we've got some news. So there's stuff from the the, the week that we weren't here that uh, uh, you know we may have missed. We've crammed in what we could, but mm-hmm. um, but yes, uh, let's get right to it with our weekly watchings. Fulia, hi, hello. What have you <laughs> been watching? Uh, so last couple of weeks, uh, I've uh, caught up on a few things. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I will say, I did watch the Netflix special of Power Rangers once and always. Oh, and it's just as cheesy as it was back in the nineties. <laughs> Great. <laughs> they, and that's the way they wanted to do it. Apparently because yeah. the way that it's filmed, the way that it looks, um, apart from the fact that there's actually more visual effects than there are special effects in this particular in this movie mm-hmm. it's a very short movie it's only 55 minutes okay um but the way they cut it together the dialogue that was delivered it sounds almost nearly exactly the same as it was in the 90s yeah that's the way they decided to do it yeah there you go um you know what it was fun for what it was i probably won't watch it again <laughs> <laughs> But we got back um, two of the first season OG Rangers. Yes, we did. um, Plus uh, a third who was the next Pink Ranger Mm -hmm. after Kimberly. Yes. Uh, And there were also mentions of previous Rangers as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But unfortunately, they had passed away. Yes. And they made um, reference to the Yellow Ranger passing away. In the current time, mm. 
um, because the daughter of the first Yellow Ranger was part of this movie. Oh, so, yeah. Um, it was a good watch. Yeah. I don't know. As a <laughs> Me being one of the OG sort of Power Ranger fans from the first season. Um, like, it was all right. Um, yeah. Probably wouldn't watch it again, though. <laughs> Once no, is enough. That's fine. <laughs> Once and for all. Oh, that's it. That's it. Once and always. That's it. Um, Once and that's So, yeah, it. I got to watch that's yeah. once and that's once it, and that's it. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. i watched that um i continued watching a few more episodes of shrinking on apple tv plus mm-hmm. uh that show is just it's good it's good yeah it's good nice very like i'm loving freaking harrison ford in this oh great <laughs> he's pretty funny um playing the straight man um uh, i also mm. watched um an animated uh, movie by by the name of Stand By Me Doraemon, mm-hmm. uh, and that's an anime, but they made it more of a kind of a three D animation, oh. uh, more than its usual two D. Okay. Um, and because I was always curious about the Doraemon story, because I I've seen the character um, pop up like in a lot of pop culture stores and all that sort of stuff and at comic cons and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also played a St- Doraemon story of seasons, which is a game on PlayStation, and I think on the switch as well. Um, and that was like interesting to see the characters there. Uh, but then I got to see something in, in the form of a film and yeah, it was, um, it's an interesting movie. Nice. Um, Definitely worth watching if you're into that sort of thing, if you're into those kind of characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was fun. Um, I also started watching The Muppets Mayhem. Nice. And I'm two episodes out from finishing it. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's actually... Uh, the trailer's not actually doing it justice, to be honest. Oh, good. That's good to hear, because yeah. I didn't like the trailer much. No, yeah. the trailer's not doing it justice. Oh, it's actually good. a lot of fun. Okay, great. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's the... Um, it's... What is it? Was it Dr. Teeth mm-hmm. and the... Electric Mayhem. Um, electric electric mayhem. mayhem. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> for some reason, I forgot the word electric. Um, and it's like kind of like going back and forth on their origins and also trying to get them to write songs original songs for an album they never created mm. because they were contractually obligated to at this particular company <laughs> and they never got around to it because they've been partying too much <laughs> and throwing concerts all the time mm-hmm. and all they've been doing has been covers yeah so in this series they actually do original original songs, songs. right um and they, on a, they announced on Twitter not too long ago that the Muppet, that the Electric Mayhem now you can actually order the OG their first album on vinyl. Oh, that's cool! <laughs> which is very exciting. Nice. <laughs> um, which will have the new songs on there, the oh, new great. tracks. That's very cool. Um, so I'm actually very curious to maybe check that myself out because mm-hmm. because some of the songs that they've put together in the in the show. Um, they actually sound pretty cool. Oh, great. Yeah. I kind of like them. Nice. I dig them. Um, and one other thing that I will mention that I did watch, and this is probably going to make you very happy, Kendall, and maybe, maybe Lister, um, I, I watched, I watched, I watched the bagel. 
Oh. <laughs> nice. I was like, why are you doing a triangle? No, no, no. I'm trying to do a round. It's a bagel. It's a bagel. Bagel. Oh. Bagel. Bagel. I watched everything everywhere all at once. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Hit us with your thoughts. What did you What did you think? Holy crap, that's a freaking experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was intense. It was very inception-y sort mm-hmm. of I Will need be. I need to go back and watch it again type of movie. Because mm-hmm. there was a, there must there, there were things on. happening that I just did not get. It some of it went over my head. Uh, so I, I feel like this is definitely a rewatch movie so that I can understand what's happening. <laughs> mm. If you can understand um, a multiverse movie. And, yeah. <laughs> and Cactus did say finally. Hey, yes, finally indeed. Finally watching it. Finally. finally I know, I finally got around to it, but only because it was better to watch it with someone than by myself. So I had to wait. And I ended up watching it with someone. I mm-hmm. had company. Good. And they had already seen it. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to see my reaction. Yes, I bet. <laughs> so it was a lot of fun, to say the least. Mm. Yeah, jeez. Oh, Not the sausage fingers. Oh, that, was, that one. That one was a bit too much for me. Yeah, I thought it might be. Just, that was a bit ugh. too much? What, what? <laughs> not even the fight for, not even the fight <laughs> towards a yeah, certain sexual item. Yeah. 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 That and the sausage fingers was just That was yeah. Yeah. I I was literally covering my eyes and going like, what the hell is happening yeah. right now? And yeah, it was pretty full on, but I actually enjoyed it's a good movie. I enjoyed huh? it overall and yeah. now I'll never look at an everything bagel the same again. Hmm. Nope. Never again. The bagel yeah. knows all. The bagel knows all. Yeah. They know. Bagel. 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 <laughs> bagel is life. I'm so glad you watched ba- it. Bagel, bagel is, is life. life. Yes, but it was also very. This 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 movie was also very thought provoking as well. Yeah. Like it it really it, it got emotional. Yeah. Oh. And I just yeah. Um. Yeah, I did cry. Yeah, so did I. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a good movie. It's a mm. really good movie. Mm-hmm. And now I totally understand why it won all those awards. Good. Very well deserved. Yes. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Um, I definitely need to rewatch it so that I can understand what's happened <laughs> in half of them. Half of that. Half of that. I was well, just like covering my eyes and going, what? And just in disbelief. And yeah, it's. So All you good. need to know is that Evelyn saved the yes. multiverse and she saved her family. That's it. And that's it. That's it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Just there was just so much. Like there's so much going on. Mm. Like mm-hmm. so many flashes. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Oh man, it kind of hurt my eyes a little. <laughs> <laughs> it is intense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was good fun. Um, Great. All of the performers were awesome. Um. My gosh. Yeah. Just yeah, really, really good. Good movie. Yeah. Good movie. Love it. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's pretty much what I've been watching the last couple of weeks. Great. Michael. Hello. Hello. What about you? What have you been watching? <clears throat> well, I did watch uh, Mayhem, the Muppet story. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. did, didn't know this was a marketing ploy to sell an album. But <laughs> so is the voice. So <laughs> whatever. 
Um, yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. Uh, definitely funny. Uh, I definitely laughed a lot. And a bit like um, a Godzilla film, the human story is meh. <laughs> so I'm only, I'm only there for the Muppets. So. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the uh, yeah. amount of uh, the amount of cameos they had in that show, um, that Kevin Smith episode. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you probably enjoy that. I'm episode. sure I yeah. would. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, mentions of the movies he made. Oh, <laughs> interesting. And the caliber you know, of the movies he, he's made. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> Great. He's he's in it for that episode. He's hilarious. Mm. He's 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 got the camera trying to do like. They're doing a in in this one particular episode. They're doing a documentary of the mayhem, actually sitting oh. down writing a song. Okay. Um, and so he's there with the camera, trying to direct at the same time, and <laughs> it's so funny. That's great. <laughs> nice. And I think whoever uh, wrote this uh, TV show definitely knows um, some backstory with Kevin Smith and and stuff, and yeah. um, and his feelings towards a particular trilogy <laughs> of um i don't want to spoil it because it involves another cameo that actually comes in the end uh yeah, so. yeah i think i can tell which trilogy you're referring to by the tone so i but i will i will watch it <laughs> but there's so many trilogies which one mm, which one <laughs> yes i wonder and also the cameo from weirdo was great oh cool yeah yeah he, mm-hmm. he he does turn up in the tra- trailer, so that that's not a spoiler. Yeah, he does. No, it's not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. but the way that he turns up in this move in this show, it's it's actually quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I so, don't I don't want to spoil it because you need to watch it. I will. No, I will watch it. <laughs> yeah. I have not had the time to watch anything. That's all right. Yeah. Just the just the human element is cringe, and so mm. yeah. Not there, not there for the for the humans. I'm yeah, there more for, the for the Muppets. Uh, speaking of Muppets, uh, not really, but I watched the latest episode of Barry. So this is the penultimate mm-hmm. episode for the season. Oh, it's almost done. Finale, yeah. It's not. It's not going to go for for long. Uh, but can't wait for next week. Uh, not sure if you're going to watch it or not, but. Uh, it it involves two characters that we have grown, seen their relationship grown to love, and now they're they're at odds uh, now. So, and there's Ooh. definitely a lot of interesting takes that they take these characters. It's definitely definitely an interesting adventure uh, with what has uh, become. Uh, like Barry is a hitman that goes to an acting class, and where where do you go with that? So mm-hmm. it's definitely definitely interesting, and I'd like like to see uh, more Bill Hader stuff, like creatively. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because he, he's definitely an an interesting uh, specimen and an artist. Yeah, can't wait, can't wait for the ending. See what happens. Mm. Barry versus. Uh, a certain person um yeah <laughs> and with that i also watched the latest episode of ted lasso that's going great i and um, yeah 
Uh, definitely uh, very thought-provoking of um, if if uh, your friend has been lying to you for for a while, but not intentionally and all, all that. Uh, that's been that's been good. Um, still not sure where where this is uh, going to end up, and and a certain character's redemption arc is interesting. So where does that go? Mm. So yeah, not really. It's really hard to talk about because it's spoilery and stuff. And yeah, so wherever this um, show goes, cool. I still think I still think what I think that Ted's probably going to. So my my work here is finished. I'm gonna go go home and look after my boy. Mm-hmm. Be closer to my boy because me, definitely me feel me boy. Uh, and yeah, Beard's my favorite. Beard is the best. <laughs> Coach mm. Beard is the MVP. Yeah, I can so relate. <laughs> <laughs> so, what about you, Kendall? Can you relate? I can relate. I can relate to many things. Um, speaking of many things, that is not what I've done uh, in terms of watching the last two weeks. I've literally had no time <laughs> to watch really anything. <laughs> Uh, at all. I mean, I might give a quick shout out to the fact that um, at the accommodation I was at, uh, they had Foxtel, and um, on the first night we were there, uh, Happy Gilmore was on. So <laughs> I got to watch that for like the tenth time, um, and that, so that was a lot of fun. It's always a always a good movie. It's probably my favorite Adam Sandler film, I, I reckon. It's a, peak it's Sandler. Classic. Mm. Yeah, peak peak Sandler. We love it. Um, and yeah, the only thing worth any salt mentioning that I watched was um uh Lego Masters. Yeah Finished Lego Masters without spoiling it for myself. I was I stayed off like after the finales aired at the start of the week, I stayed off Facebook and Instagram basically. Hmm. Like I didn't didn't do any scrolling of any kind. Like if I if I opened them it was to post something and then get out. Yeah. Um, or like, or check my notifications again. Yeah, because I like, there's going to be spoilers everywhere. Um, what do you think? <sighs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> Fuck. Um, spoilers for Lego Mass. I'm sure you've obviously watched it. Yes, yes, yes. I'm so glad Scotty and Owen took home the title of Grandmasters Australia first time. Yeah. They, they. You know, could not have gone to two more deserving uh, gentlemen. Those those boys are amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, probably my favorite team. To be honest. <laughs> I you know I have a lot of favorite teams. Like so many of the teams in the Grandmasters lineup were just excellent. Um, so, but I was very happy that they they won and they they went big and oh, I I cried, man. Brickman cried. I cried, but he cried like he's like. Never cried. I've never yeah. seen him cry. He's like, he's like, look at what you did. Yeah. And I'm just like, ah. Oh, <laughs> it's just Lego, but it's so beautiful. Like, yeah. oh, I couldn't. It was so stunning. Like, the yeah. size of it is probably the biggest finale build that, that that's ever been done. The most ambitious. Um, and just the thought process behind it. And the fact that it was, they did a mini version of it for their entry into season three. Yeah. Like, that's cool. Um, I thought that was sick. Uh, so they got to actually live their dream and build their dream build. So that's yeah. amazing. Um, 
but I, I did have a soft spot for Joss and Henry's um, nature. Oh, it was beautiful, Forest wasn't it? Guardian oh, build. It was, it was gorgeous. Yeah. It was absolutely gorgeous. So, yeah. If Joss, if, if I'm um, sorry, if Scotty and Owen hadn't been in the finale, they would have won for sure. Yeah. Because it was beautiful. But, but yeah, it was a great last couple of episodes. Um, yeah. I was sad to see, um, oh, why am I forgetting their fucking names now? I've been. <laughs> around them for so long and then all of a sudden their names are, res- are escaping me god fucking damn it hang on one moment who are you talking about um they That's got right. eliminated in the semi in the semi-final uh, I'll, I'll pad the time of uh, cactus, cactus no, said no, that no they made they huh that's right cactus there's a delay <laughs> there is there is a delay yes what did cactus say uh, Cactus said that Roy from Ted Lasso, uh, CGI Roy, oh. uh, Brett Goldstein is one of the writers for Shrinking, and he also says oh. Shrinking is great. It is. Very nice. Nice. Yeah. Nice, 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 nice. No, so uh, MCU Hercules is a writer. Yes. Yes. Well, mm. I knew he's. Yeah, I knew he he wrote on Ted Lasso as well. Mm. Um, like he's one of the he's in the writers' room. Um. Gabby and Ryan. Gabby and Ryan. Gabby and Ryan. I have a I have a really soft spot for them. Um, so I was, and when they were talking in the like the side interviews of of you know they know what they want to build for the finale and they never got to do it. It's like, uh, oh, yeah. it made me really sad. But I was like, yeah. well, Caleb and Alex definitely deserve to get in. Like I was so impressed. That lion was so cool, right? It was. It, was it's, it looked like such a fun build for them as well. It did they had a great time? Yeah, and every time they have fun building. They make the best. Work. I know, and they said that too. They're like, yeah. we're, at, we're at our best when we're having fun, and yeah. that's what they decided to do. And it yeah. was it was remarkable. But yeah, that Titan. Oh man, epic. the Titan was insane. Epic. Yeah. Epic, 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 epic. Absolutely loved it. So sad, Lego Masters is over for another year. Yeah. But we'll have the Bricksmith special, no doubt, at the yep. end of the year, um, and then on to season five next year mm. or six or whatever they decide mm. to call it. Um, but Bricksmith. yeah, I will miss Lego Masters. Just I in love, time for Christmas. Love, just in time for Christmas, except they air it in like November, <laughs> so it's a bit a before bit the break. But anyway, before the break, yes, get in early. yes, get in early. Um, cool. Well, that's that's yeah, that's literally it for me. Mm-hmm. So um, yes, Nick. I, I hopefully once the podcast is done today, I will actually sit down and watch Ted Lasso and catch up because I am two episodes behind now. Um, but <laughs> I am looking forward to catching up on that and then getting back to my. Regular watchings of things. So, yeah, mm-hmm. there'll be more from me next week. Awesome. Um, but in the meantime, we've got a, a, a whole show to do, starting with the news that is most nerdy. This is the news and nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most S, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Okay, so nerdy news time. And we're going to start off with some Marvel news that I just... It's not really news news per se, but it's more just an interesting topic of discussion and maybe a point of reflection as to the, 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 uh, the direction the MCU has gone and is now trying to dig itself out of. Um, but... Basically, Elizabeth Olsen, uh, she's doing promotion at the moment for her new series, Love and Death, which we've talked about on the podcast already. Um, and she was doing an interview with, I think it was Vanity Fair. Um, 
And yeah, she mentioned the fact that the writers um, of Multiverse of Madness, Doctor Strange 2, uh, didn't actually get a chance to watch WandaVision before they wrote or finished writing their script because WandaVision wasn't actually finished yet um, at the time. So that's interesting Um, and quite disappointing, Mm. if you ask me, because... One, and also actually not surprising, because one of my biggest criticisms of Multiverse of Madness was the fact that I didn't like what they did with her character. Uh, Because, you know, literally, uh, and I'm not the only one, because, you know, this IGN article that I have in front of me explaining this whole thing uh, literally opens with, if it seemed Wanda, Scarlet Witch's character beats were a little off in Doctor Strange 2, well, there might be a good reason for that. Um, so yeah, I wasn't the only one bothered by it because as much as I, I liked her being a, the villain of the film, um, it definitely was out of sync with what they did in WandaVision and now we know the reason. Um, and it definitely has to come down to the fact that they were trying to do so much, but also probably because there was a pandemic that smooshed everything together. Mm. So it's, they had that working against them, but then at the same time they really did, they just had a chockers schedule to stick to and I would have thought it more prudent of them, especially Kevin Feige to like kind of control and rein things in a bit more. Like it really does feel like he lost control of this then, if that's the case, because you, we've seen how well these movies are, are received when they're plotted out, like, like with, you know, minute detail um, and whatnot. But, you know, again, we also found out recently that, um, James Gunn didn't really have as much input with Infinity War and the Guardians um, as he would have liked. You know, like Gamora wasn't supposed to die. Um, like he had a different version of Gamora that he was going to use for Guardians 3 and we never got that because the Russos and Marcus and McFeely decided to kill her off. Uh, and it was fine, it was powerful, it works, and it works well enough in Guardians 3 and we'll get to that later. Um, Did it but- though? yeah but you know there's the cracks are starting to really show i think and it's just disappointing because i really loved what they did with with wanda in 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 wandavision um her storyline was excellent her the development of her character was great the performance was top notch um and everything made sense but it was just so jarring to go from that to go multiverse of madness and yes it's been a year in terms of the viewing of both of them but like to go from that to be like she doesn't give a shit. She literally gives no shits about Vision at all. But in WandaVision, it's all about him. And then it's about the kids. The kids come later. Fair enough. And then Multiverse of Madness is just like, oh, it's the kids. I want my kids. I want to find my kids. She mentions him twice. Like, it just, it really irks me. So I'm a psycho mum now. Yeah, it just, it didn't work. So I would have appreciated and I would have, uh, you know, expected there to be a bit more communication between the writing teams um, you know, when they're making things that are connected like this and they're usually so good at it. So it's a bit disappointing to hear that this has happened, but, mm. but not surprising given the amount of shit that's been going on at the MCU lately. They've got bigger problems going on going forward, don't they now? Um, Fulia, <laughs> do you have any, any thoughts or opinions on this? Does this surprise you or shock you or are you just a bit whatever? Um it? Look, to be honest, I didn't actually think about it in the first place. Uh, but now that I know what's happened, mm-hmm. um, it's it does kind of yeah, it does kind of bother me that 
they didn't actually end up watching the show first before writing the script for yeah. the movie. Um, and sort of now thinking about it, you know, it, it does it does feel a bit like jarring from going from being all about vision to then being all about the kids in the film. Yeah. Um, Too much. So, yeah, like, I mean, I didn't really think about it in the first place. Um, but now that this has sort of come up in the news, um, yeah, it, it is a bit disappointing to, to find out that that's what's happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if, if they had have watched the actual show, could you imagine what the movie could have been like? Mm. The movie could have been like a little bit different compared to what it ended up being. Very and much. it could have actually been a lot better. Mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. um not that it's not good at the moment but oh, it's no, just it's, okay. it's just not the best yeah um so far mm-hmm. um but yeah. yeah it's a little disappointing to hear that yeah for sure mm. yeah um michael what about you how did, how did this news kind of go with you um it didn't really surprise me because uh, there was like certain things that definitely played into oh we didn't know that until we until we watched it um i think it was i think it was like the lead up to um um it was possibly the le- lead up to infinity war where where um uh ragnarok was supposed to end at like this specific thing and it's like oh we didn't know that like yeah it was uh, thor's eye where he lost his eye yeah, in ragnarok and that's then right and then the and then they discovered oh he doesn't have an eye we need to give him an eye so they had to physically give him an eye mm. and yeah it's annoying that uh, when people are work, working on something and they and they ne- they need to know, know it and actually uh, cater for what has come before and and yes we're going to be talk, talking about guardians 3 and how and how um, there, there's a lot of stuff that they need, need to specify because essentially they are a trilogy of movies and you need to ha- have some sort of connection with all three, but you also have to connect with uh, what, what's come before in between that with Infinity War uh, Endgame as well as, well as the start of um, uh, Thor, Thor 4 uh, mm-hmm. with, the, with the Guardians and Thor and, yeah, and... And Gunn has come out and said, "Thank you, Taika, for actually getting ri- getting rid of that because I wouldn't know what to do with Thor." <laughs> so, so the Guardians said. Uh, Cactus has said, uh, "The real big baddie of the MCU is scheduling, yes, and continuity." Yeah, yeah. Um, That's a good. Point. Yeah. Unfortunately, they they need to, you know, they need to seriously work on that. Mm. And, yeah. Yeah, and hopefully, as we've been talking about, you know, the last few weeks, hopefully now that they've decided to slow down and stretch things out a bit, that, um, yeah, that scheduling, those issues that they've been having will resolve themselves, maybe. We'll see. Mm. We shall see. All right, moving on to the next item of news. This is one I'm very happy about for multiple reasons. Oh, my God. This is like my dream this is like my dream movie, seriously. So, Paulie's just going to sit here and seethe quietly because this is a might be a, a horror-related story. <laughs> but, um, yes, during the week it was announced uh, uh, 
Mike Flanagan is going to be adapting another Stephen King uh, project, and that is The Life of Chuck. This is one I'm not familiar with, so I know nothing about this. So, but Mike Flanagan is obviously, as we know, no stranger to Stephen King adaptations, having us, uh, having given us the incredible Doctor Sleep, and um, uh, what else did he do? Um, did he did, did he, he did Gerald's Game, didn't he, Mike? Yes. Yeah. yeah. For Netflix, yeah. Yeah, yeah he did the, that series, miniseries for Netflix, um, and he's just you know insanely good at horror, in general. Um, so it's nice to see that he's got another Stephen King adaptation on the way and starring in this adaptation is none other than Tom Hiddleston and Mark Hamill. Uh, what a cast. What, what a cast. Jokey. If we're we're doing some slash. Yes, we're doing slash fiction here. Jokey. Yes. Jokey (laughs) ship is rise. Um, yes. So, um, yeah, this is just insanely awesome news. Um, basically, uh, this, okay, according to this article here about The Life of Chuck, originally released in 2020, the anthology contains four novellas with The Life of Chuck split into three acts, moving in reverse chronological order. It depicts various parts of the titular character's life as he reckons with the inevitability of death and other themes. So it's an existential piece, um... And, you know, it looks like it's going to be sort of a curious case of Benjamin Button situation. And I'm guessing that um, Mark Hamill will be playing the... Oh, oh, wait, no, here it is. Sorry. Going deadline, the script was adapted prior to the beginning of the current writer's strike, so it's safe from that. Um, with mm, Tom Hiddleston just. playing... Just barely, yes. With Tom Hiddleston playing the title character, uh, so he'll be Chuck, and Mark Hamill is going to be playing um, his granddad, Albie. So, yeah, um, no release date for this one yet. It'll probably be late next year, I would imagine. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, I'm, I'm freaking hyped for this. This is like, it's like four of my favorite things colliding into one. I'm just, I could not be happier about this. So, um, yeah, bring it on. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, Michael, I'm excited to hear what you make of this. What are your thoughts? Oh, we're skipping full year? Oh, that's a surprise. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah, he- hearing this is like re- uh, really exciting. Um, I don't know anything about it. I know it's a novella, so it's something that's within like uh, the pantheon of uh, Stephen King. Um, and a story that I don't know. So, And Mike Flanagan is, has done like one of my favorite adaptations uh of Stephen King is is probably Doctor Sleep because it juggled uh, a a lot of different things including being a sequel to Sh- to The Shining being a sequel to um Stanley Kubrick's The Shining mm-hmm. and also uh paying homage to the actual li- uh, written area uh, The Shining of the original book as well as um uh, as well as doing an adaptation of the the novel of both novels re- really and yeah i i'm really looking forward to this uh, despite tom hiddleston uh meh um, <laughs> yeah, take it all leave anyway oh come on now <laughs> never be bond uh <laughs> no that's not happening no it's fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i'm very excited when are we going to be watching it <laughs> 
Yes, yes. I, I think they're starting filming like like at the end of Later the year. This so. year? Yeah. yeah. I imagine they'll probably wait for the writer's strike to um, be over. Um, because, you know, obviously you'll need you'll need your, your writer uh your writers on on set when you're doing things in case changes need to be made and usually things, so. usually but the way things are going they uh if they've got a set script then they have to stick to the script mm. they can't have any variations or anything so what is written needs to be filmed anything yeah. else bad news yeah they won't be able to add anything else in uh that is and just for a for, quick tangent, sure. I actually quite like like the fact that uh, they actually are striking. Mm-hmm. Um, Me too. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit big fan. I'm a big fan of striking. Um, uh, the way things are going, that it the the way things are going need need to have a shake up, especially with streaming, and how ha- and how they're getting representative of uh, writers who uh, the original format doesn't apply to to streaming so uh yeah that's right it needs to have a change up so solidarity fellow conrades oh yeah 100 percent. yeah i i feel exactly the same you know like um you know the writers you don't have a show or a movie or a play you don't have any of this without the writer so Mm. it's just insane to me that they don't get compensated that the way they should be um it makes absolutely no sense at all they're doing the you know the 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 heart of it comes from them and and they you know they deserve to be paid what they're owed and it's just yeah the fact that streaming has altered that landscape for them um yeah you need to go with the with the you know the changing tides so you gotta you gotta adapt you know Mm. so it's just it's just yeah it's ridiculous so yeah i'm definitely in support of this strike 100 percent um now might be a good way, good time to segue, I should say, uh, into uh, uh, the uh, small bit of news I had about the writer's strike that's ongoing, of course. Um, and yeah, hopefully, hopefully it gets resolved soon because, I mean, again, it's a, it's a no-brainer um, that our, our writers deserve to be paid what they're owed, as I just said. And, um, you know, especially when Hollywood is in the business of making money and a lot, there are a lot of projects that are being affected um, by this writer's strike, uh, some of which I'm going to read out now um, as a list. So basically, um, one of the upcoming Game of Thrones spin-offs, so the Knight of the Seven Kingdoms, the Hedge Knight, that was recently announced. Um, so, let's see, in the writer's room for the spin-off series, has closed. Um, they've gone on strike, so they've stopped writing. Um <clears throat> so that's done. Abbott Elementary, um, they the writers' room was supposed to convene on the second of May, and that room has closed as well. Um, so uh, the strike could also affect the amount of episodes for the next season. Um, Big Mouth has paused production; they're in the middle of their final season now. Uh, a big one uh, is Blade again. Um, this movie is having a lot of behind-the-scenes drama, um, and now it's uh, has been delayed. Um, uh, I think again, like because of the writer's strike, but they haven't actually, it looks like they haven't actually changed the release date. It's still holding at the 6th of September next year, but, um, it's, yeah, not looking good for them. Cobra Kai is also on hold. Pencils are down in the writer's room. 
Um, so they're working on their last season as well. Daredevil Born Again um, has stopped production uh, on the 8th of May. Um, as Workers on the show joined the picket line with the writers. Um, so they haven't had any filming start yet, but they were, but apparently they've gone back to work now, so I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, comedy award uh, winning series Hacks has gone on strike. They're in the middle of season three at the moment. Um, a lot of the unscripted sort of stuff, like your um, late night talk shows and SNL, that stuff is uh, pretty much a no-go. Um, a lot of the late night talk shows are off the air at the moment because you know they they need obviously they they can't be written too far ahead of the time because they're very topical um so they're not even airing i imagine they're probably just airing reruns of those same goes for saturday night live as i said they've had to cancel a few or postpone a few of those episodes um, from coming out um severance has been shut down as well stranger things one of the other biggest shows to be affected by the writer strike they're in the also in the middle of their final season a lot of shows in the middle of their final seasons being affected by the strike um but the production has been delayed um so yeah hopefully things work out another marvel related project wonder man um the disney plus marvel series um has been affected as well but uh it looks like it's going to be going ahead uh, in August, from what I can see here, uh, and then Yellow Jackets, which is another big show on air at the moment, they're airing season two currently, and they had just started work on season three, and now they're they're um they're holding off as well. So, yeah, lots of lots of drama going on in Hollywood. Um, but as Mike and I have both said, we are you know standing in solidarity with our fellow writers, our peers. Uh, in, mm. in in the WGA and we hope that it gets resolved soon and they can get back to work and, and getting paid um, the correct amount of money for the incredible... A living wage. A living wage. <laughs> A living wage, yeah. shouldn't be that hard to ask. Um, Mike, do you have any additional thoughts on the strike or any of the projects I mentioned? Um, yeah, uh, probably two things. Um, the story with uh, that goes hand in hand with this uh the person who um like created um uh, uh the bear which is on disney plus mm -hmm. uh got a lot of uh, accolades for it and when he went and he talked about his um uh when he went to the award show uh he he was he, his bank account was negative and he he had to like ask to borrow a suit so it definitely is dire straits. Even if you have a an award winning show, you still yeah. you're still going from paycheck to paycheck, and it's it's just nah. And especially Not with on. writers that need to be like living in like LA. Uh, my understanding is um, LA is not cheap, so nope. for rent or anything like that. So, mm -mm. and yeah, so definitely solidarity, and also for consumers ourselves. There, there are a lot of people that do consume and actually do have an understanding. It's like, yes, we are not going to get anything new. Uh, probably, we'll probably not see the real effects of this until uh, about a year later, where yeah. there's nothing new coming out or or even. And it is, uh, it is a good opportunity for for like 
indie stuff to to pop out mm-hmm. because it's mm-hmm. it's it's you you own that and that's going to rise to the top which i do i do agree with there are there are certain people who's like oh you're going to be scabs it's like no because you're self self-employed and you're doing your own thing and you're putting stuff out there that's that doesn't have a a backing of a company or or a production company or anything like that so there's going to be a lot a lot more um new voices that are going to be introduced to the zeitgeist which um i'm happy to like find and and also be one myself i mean yeah. it's a good opportunity to to get some uni bums back you know hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. rise to the top yes <laughs> like yeast sweet <laughs> <laughs> that is that is a great uh point yeah it's a, it is a good opportunity for because like obviously not every writer in hollywood is in the wga um mm. so it's a good chance for those up-and-comers those indie writers to really show the world what they've got um during this time so um hopefully we'll get some really cool projects we wouldn't have otherwise out of yeah. this um fully before we move on did you have any thoughts on the writer's strike or any of the shows and movies affected uh, look, it is a bit of a shame that a lot of the shows and movies um, have been put on hold because of the strikes, but I understand why it's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, all power to them to do what they need to do to get compensated. Damn straight. Um, and, you know, because uh, any art form deserves to be paid their rightful amount. So um, if, they, if they feel like they're not getting what they deserve, then... I'd say, yeah, pencils down and wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Get on that yeah. picket line. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine if they had the writer's strike before the pandemic? <laughs> and we're all stuck inside with nothing? That would have been... Yeah. Hmm. That would have been, yeah. That would have been Imagine cheap. that. <laughs> imagine that, people. Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah, that's a, that's a hellish landscape. Mm. Um, thank God. But still... <laughs> Uh, pay them their money anyway yes. um we're gonna move on into uh some tv show related news couple of cool things to talk about first off uh good omens season two is coming in hot baby i'm so excited i think we Yay. all are very excited for this one yep um, very interested very very excited so we got to look at a brand new poster featuring um our beloved uh, Aziraphale and uh, Crowley, um, David Tennant and Michael Sheen. And, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, a fun little Very Them poster. Along with the release date, we can mark our calendars. Uh, Good Omen Season 2 will begin streaming on the 28th of July. Just in time for my birthday. Yeah, just in time for your birthday. <laughs> yes. So, another reason to keep your Amazon Prime subscriptions fully up. I've, um, I've subscribed for a year, so it's fine. Good. <laughs> good. Uh, uh, I'm such a shill for them. Um, anyway, but yeah, this is this is fantastic. Season one of the show was just epic and awesome and one of the best um, sort of fantasy supernatural type shows of the last few years, I reckon. The two of them together, like... It's just, I mean, could you ask for a better duo, really? Like, mm. they're just, they're just, they bounce off each other perfectly um, and they play the characters to perfection. I have not read um, 
the novel by Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett, but um, but Neil Gaiman is is he works on this show, so uh, he's heavily involved in its mm. uh, adap- uh, ad- adaptation. So uh, that's good. Um, we know it's 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 good quality. So yeah, can't wait. I'm excited. I, I'm looking forward to a trailer. Hopefully, we get a trailer soon. Um, that'll be fun to talk about. So yeah, um, is there a? I don't know if there's. Uh, hang on. Okay, I'm just trying to find a description of what Season 2 looks like. Okay. Ah, yes. In Prime Video's announcement, the company also said Season 2 explores storylines that go beyond the original source material to illuminate the uncanny friendship between Aziraphale, a fussy angel, and a rare book dealer, and the fast-living demon Crowley. Having been on Earth since the beginning, uh, and with the apocalypse thwarted, Aziraphale and Crowley are getting back to easy living amongst mortals in London's Soho when an unexpected messenger presents a surprising mystery. Nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. Bring it on. Yeah. Bring it on. Fulia, how pumped are you for this? I am so ready. <laughs> just, just give me the good omens. Yeah. I am ready for number two. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed the first season. It was a lot of fun. Um, and, you know... David Tennant and Michael Sheen, their performances are just Excellent. absolutely awesome. Yeah. Um, and they could do no wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, I just, the characters are so much fun to, um, to watch. Uh, and just, yeah, it's, it's so good. So I can't, I can't wait to see what season two brings, uh, because season one ended in one hell of a cliffhanger. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I need to know what happens next. I know. <laughs> we need that resolution, people. Yes. <laughs> so I'm definitely looking forward to it. 100% watching this. Great. Great birthday present. Hell yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Thank them. Um, Michael, um, I know you're you're really keen for this, aren't you? Yes, I am. Um, essentially, the first season is the book, basically. And, oh, okay. And so, and so the second season is going to be uh, new and what happens after the... Um, delaying the uh, apocalypse. So, <laughs> where do you go from here? And and yeah, there is there is like a maybe a little bit of concern because it's uh, uh, Terry Pratchett is no longer with us, and he was co-writer yeah. as well. True, but but I think Neil Gaiman, especially after um, Sandman, uh, knows uh, knows how to knows how to show run. And it's quite, and it's quite amazing yeah. how how he can he can adaptate his own stuff and actually have a modern audience look at it as like, oh yeah, it's pretty great. So, yeah, um, I'm I'm excited and interested in what what they're going to do because Terry Pratchett is a a very particular uh, satirist when it comes to like human life and everything like if you've seen if you've seen or even read um uh Discworld like all those novels uh you can definitely see there's a lot there was a lot of um uh modern life within a fantasy genre and and how and how uh people can relate to like uh the introduction of uh of um insurance forms and all this within a fantasy 
fantasy time. And and there's a guild for everything. There's a guild for robbers. There's a guild for <laughs> uh, there's a guild guild for um uh uh of uh I think what was it immigration no um uh travelers that that were formed because because there was like one person that arrived on a boat and it's like oh you're a tourist uh this is a guild for tourism <laughs> hmm. and so when when did that when did that become a thing uh since now <laughs> so so yeah de- definitely definitely looking forward to this one and yeah michael sheen and david Tennant are great they're so great they're, so great they're, they're great and stage was great too stage. yeah the yeah. the unofficial sequel to to uh, Good Omens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when is this yeah. coming out? <laughs> uh, Good Omens season two will begin streaming on Prime Video on the twenty eighth of July. Nice. Nice. Two and a half months to go. Two and a half months to go. All right. We got one more bit of news and uh, keeping it in the British theme uh some doctor who news this week who news who news (laughs) who news as we get closer to the 60th anniversary of doctor who at the end of the year um looks like we've got a title reveal for our specials so i'm going to throw to mike for this one so he Hello. can lead the charge and uh, explain to, to us uh, exactly what has unfolded. Yes. Uh, in the middle of Eurovision, where everyone was watching, and well done to um, a country. I'm not sure if I should spoil it or not. <laughs> but, Fair enough. But, you know, it's fairly political. I mean, uh, let's just say that... ABBA win, winning the Eurovision um, next year will be 50 years. So it's kind of fitting that a certain country actually won it this year. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I told you, Fulia. No. No. <laughs> no. She didn't, believe, she didn't believe in the conspiracy theories. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I didn't say I believe in it. I'm just saying it's a kind of interesting coincidence. Coincidence, <laughs> yes, for sure. Yeah, a Um uh, Finland for the win. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Cha-cha-cha. Oh, cha-cha-cha. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Go um, on. <laughs> yeah, so 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 there was like a teaser trailer slash um uh title reveal of the three three specials and they are The Star Beast, Wild Blue Wonder, The Giggle. Yonder. Yonder? Mm. Yonder, yes. Yonder. Yonder. And The Giggle. And The Giggle. The Um, Giggle is an interesting title. Yeah, it's a very interesting title. I do not know what that means. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, But Wild Blue Yonder is definitely something to do with the TARDIS. So could we be getting a solely in the TARDIS episode? I kind of like them. Um like uh, being in the TARDIS for an entire episode. That would be cool. 
Um, and the Beast, which is Beeped the Meep. Uh, definitely a deep cut to a comic that came out in the 70s and you get to see Beep the Meep in in the trailer as well. That's the that's the little creature that uh, uh, Catherine Tate uh, pokes, pokes the eye on. Uh, definitely E.T. inspired sort of what the hell this is. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. And that's all that we know for now. Uh, we get to see shots of Catherine Tate and uh, David Tennant as they're... Um, allocated roles as well as neil patrick harris dancing in top hat and cane in the middle of uh, bristol and yeah that's and it's very cryptic and we don't know what's going to happen i mean it is doctor who after all so what do we think fellow travelers <laughs> <laughs> Oh well, I haven't had a chance to watch the trailer yet, so I I don't know, but I'm 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 just excited for it, you know. Like I want to find out again, like just why why you know number ten is now number fourteen. Like why is David Tennant back? What's the deal with that? I'm I'm looking forward to that. Maybe getting explained. It may not get explained. It is sci-fi. They don't have to explain everything. Um, but no, I, and I'm, yeah, I'm excited to see if Neil Patrick Harris can do a good job as this villain, whoever he's playing. And, um, and yeah, and I want to know what the hell the giggle means. Cause yeah, I like the titles, the star <laughs> beast and wild blue yonder. Like that's, you know, they're kind of evocative. You can kind of get an, an idea of, I mean, you know, you went straight to the TARDIS mic. So, you know, you kind of get a sense of what those stories might be about, but the giggle is like, Okay. Are we going to die of laughter? Like, is that, is is this where Neil Patrick Harris comes in? Is he going to do a dance and and send everyone into hysterics and kill them? I don't know. It's anything that's possible. Um, mm. But yeah, I just I just can't wait to see these specials play out. And hopefully, I'm sure I've got I've got a few months. I've got six months. I will watch the whole thing before I get there and do it <laughs> right. I will. Yeah. I, I need well, to do it. All of Shop Doctor Who. Including the classic series. Oh, no. No, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I mean, never say never. Never say never. No. But no. But no just... Never can never. <laughs> yes, but definitely at the very minimum, the, um, the, the new, new who. series. Yeah. New who. Fulia, what about you? Your thoughts on, on this bit of who news? Uh, so I sort of watched the trailer sort of briefly without sound, just looking at the subtitles and... Um, I like, it looks like it's going to be interesting and fun and there's, there's a lot happening. Um, and yeah, just getting the chance to see Catherine Tate and David Tennant back together again. It's going to be a lot of fun. We love that. Uh, and the titles do feel a bit ominous. Um, you know, the Star Beast, the Wobble Yonder and the, the giggle. The, the, giggle. The, the giggle one is the one that's sort of yeah. I'm the same with you. I'm, yeah. I'm sort of curious as to throwing you off. What's what's that going yeah. to entail? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think yeah, it's going to be a good time. Can't wait to to see some more Doctor Who, uh, especially with our favourite Doctor, uh, who was originally the tenth. Now it was the fourteenth for some reason. You know. <laughs> it was also the uh, Metacrisis Doctor, the Doctor yeah. Victorious. Uh, yeah. <laughs> come on, David, he's, give someone else a chance. <laughs> he's, he's popped up quite a bit, that's true. 
but yes, uh, I'm very much looking forward to watching this 60th special, mm-hmm. or the specials, and that should be some good fun. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be a very good time. All right. That's the nerdy news done. Mm-hmm. We're done. Dillian. Mm. Which means now it is time to roll on up to the trailer park. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeehaw. Alright, trailer park time. And uh, yeah, none of our trailers this week are based on original stories. It's all, they're, all, they're all adaptations or true stories being told on the big screen. But that being said, I am, I am very excited to see... <clears throat> all of these starting with especially this first trailer um uh yeah we got the first trailer for uh, dune part two electric boogaloo electric boogaloo um <laughs> this is a this was a great tease uh it was a long trailer but like and it didn't show too much i don't think i think there's still a lot that they're holding back um but it de- generally just kind of gives you this basic story of, you know, Paul's going to ride a sandworm um, and lead you know, the Fremen to victory, hopefully. I'm sure it will be victory over the bad guys, um, over the Harkonnens. Um, not saying so, a thing. <laughs> not saying a thing. I haven't read the book. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> yes, but it looks, you know, it, it very classic kind of, you know, good versus evil sort of a story. Um and yeah it just like you know the first part of this you know i i said it when i think we talked about it uh at the CinemaCon wrap-up a couple of weeks ago but um like yeah dune part one was one of my favorite movies of 2021 like it was just so good um beautiful and like visually and s- sonically like it just in incredible um absolutely incredible so i'm really glad to see that denis villeneuve has really kept the continuity going in terms of the the aesthetic uh, appearance um of the film um and because they didn't film it at the same time they filmed sort of back to back but not really um they didn't because they i don't because it wasn't confirmed that they were going to get to do a part two until the you know first one came out um but it was confirmed pretty much straight away because it did really well, obviously. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited. It looks great. We got our first glimpse, um, you know, of Florence Pugh's character um, and uh, Austin Butler, uh, Elvis. Yeah, <laughs> from 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 King to Kingslayer. Um, yes, <laughs> as I, I saw in an article, I thought that was very funny. Um, yeah, looking almost unrecognizable as Fade Rotha, um, this just psychotic villainous character who's a, sort of a, an assassin or a hunter, I think. Is that the one the where, bold they, guy. where they're all in black and white? Yeah, he was one of those ones. Okay. He's, mm. yeah, completely bald. He's a Harkonnen, like, or he's of that world anyway. Ilk. Um, yeah. He's of that ilk, that's a good word. Um, so he's, yeah, he's got the bald, pale, you know, appearance going on. Um but yeah, you know him and him and Paul, um, Timothy Chalamet's character, are gonna face off mm. in this one. Uh, now, just for context, if Mike knows this fully. Probably don't. Nope. In the nineteen eighty four version, <laughs> uh, this character, Austin Butler's character, is played by Sting. 
Oh. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm going to watch, after I, fi- I see part two of this iteration, I'm going to go back and I'm, I'll watch the David Lynch version finally. <laughs> um, <laughs> just just to compare. Um, yeah, because that, that film has its, has its fans and its naysayers and I want to see which side of the fence I fall on. Um, but as... As for this, yeah, I can't wait. It looks amazing. It looks fantastic. I'm excited to see more of Zendaya's character in this one too because she wasn't in the first one that much. Um, so it'll be nice to see her and, and Paul getting along very well, obviously. Um, yeah, it looks amazing. Bring it on. I can't wait. Bullia, you haven't seen part one, have you? Nope. Okay. Tell me your thoughts. <laughs> You're like, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> Amazing. No clue whatsoever. Good. The uh, visuals look very cool, though. Yeah. Um, cinematography looks great. Uh, but uh, since I haven't watched part one, and I don't think I intend to, I don't think I'll be watching this. Oh. Sorry. Part one's got everything. It's got it's, it's got Moon Knight in it. <laughs> Briefly. Briefly, Moon Knight's in it. Um, you've got... You've got Timothy Chalamet, you've got Zendaya, you've got MJ, she's in it. Um, we got Polka Dot Man. we got Polka Dot Man, he's in it too, <laughs> briefly. Meh. There's, there's lots of uh, pluses. Thanos yeah. is in it. Yeah. Got, yeah, you got yeah. And Drax. Thanos and, and Drax. Drax are both in it. There you go. And Aquaman. And Aquaman. <laughs> I mean, it's just, uh, it's just the multiverse movie we wanted, right? And Daddy mm. Skarsgård. Daddy Skarsgård. Eh. <laughs> I'm not really interested. So um, you two can enjoy it. All right, we will. On your behalf. I yes. say to eh. an adaptation that's been, that people have been dying to watch for over 50 years. Yeah. No. You're not excited? No. <laughs> I know, I was being a fool here. Um, ah, great. Yeah, it's right. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited and see where Great. see where the story goes and how mm-hmm. this adaptation goes. Because yes, you said the David Lynch is very different. Um, mm. They're both valid, I reckon. I mean, if you like David Lynchian sort of stuff, uh, it it does strive a bit more away from the book sometimes. Especially the ending. I mean, the ending is a bit, is a bit weird uh, in its choices. Uh, but like every Batman is valid, then every every adaptation of anything is valid. It's just people have people have their favorites, and yeah, I, I would recommend watching the David Lynch one. Uh, it, it's definitely a spectacle in onto itself. Like it's very different. It's very mm. very different. Yeah, and I'll just leave it at that. Really, nice. And yeah, I'm definitely enjoy. Uh, Austin Butler definitely. Um, it's gonna. I'm. I'm excited to watch his his version because mm. I. I don't think he's got. I don't. I don't think he's got. Still got the Elvis voice. Maybe not. Be a bit weird. <laughs> Bald guy, doing. Elvis impersonation, and Florence Pugh as well. Character is going to be an interesting way they they're going to 
represent her because in the book, not to spoil it or anything, but she's more of a a narrative um, choice within the book. Like a lot of the story is from her, uh, from her uh, speaking and all that. Yeah, yeah. So it's a story within a story, sort of thing. So that's sort of like what she- they went for with her narrating a little bit in this trailer. Yeah, yeah. And in okay. the David Lynchian, she she like introduced like uh, a chapter, which is like in the book. Like she, <laughs> in each chapter, she has her own forward, if if that's a thing <laughs> to right. say. So it's yeah. going to be interesting how how they're going to ad- adaptate that because. Mm. She's an interesting character as well. Okay. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Cool. Hmm. Very exciting. When is this coming Yes. Out? Well, we can look forward to, well, all of us except Folia, can look forward to Dune Part 2 coming out now on the second. Yeah, we'll force her. We'll strap her down <laughs> clockwork orange style. Oh, no. Yeah, it's going to happen. Don't do um, that. To, don't do that. To sh- oh, Mozart. That's it. No, don't do that with Mozart. I was going to say Shakespeare. <laughs> like Shakespeare never wrote a song in his life. Anyway. <laughs> Bunch of sonnets. But yes, Doom Part 2, 2nd of November. Yes. Good stuff. All right, our second trailer uh, is sort of a video game adaptation, but sort of also not one. This is an interesting, interesting film to me. Uh, this is, of course, Gran Turismo. Um, now, this is a game I played as a kid, the original, number one. Uh, my brother is obsessed uh, with these games. Uh, he actually plays for money in leagues, just like the guys in this movie. Um, like he does. Wow. Yeah, yeah, my brother does that. Like, Does he have, like, the full-on rig as well? Yeah, he's got, like, the... Um, well, he's got the pedals and he's got the wheel. And the wheel, the whole, yeah. yeah. And, the sh- and the shifter. He doesn't have the... And the shifter, yeah, he has the shifter too. Yeah, he, the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah, he's real serious about it. Wow. Um, yeah, like, I, he's not, like, making, you know, thousands of dollars doing it. But, yeah, he makes a little bit of extra money okay. on the side, which is cool. Um, but, yeah, he is obsessed. So, yeah, I'm going to be judging this movie based maybe on his opinion <laughs> of it. Him and I had a talk, had a talk about, about it and uh, how he's kind of gone this... This movie isn't really made for him because <laughs> it's not really going to be, you know, whatever expectations he's going to put on it, it's probably not going to meet it. And I can understand that completely. Um, but, you know, it's not an adaptation of the game because the game is it's a car racing game with no story. Um, so, you know, you're literally just racing probably cars. from A to B. Yeah, you're just racing cars on world-famous tracks, mm-hmm. um, essentially. Like, it's a very straightforward, you know, and the whole... F- kind of uh, premise of the game really the 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 thing is it's sold as the um the real driving simulator like it's supposed to be the closest to actually driving these cars on these roads supposed to get in a video game um so the fact that we get a movie based on the true story of these guys actually getting a chance to do that there you know we have orlando bloom and david harbour's characters coming in and being like we're gonna take gamers who play this game um, and actually put them in the cars and see how they can do um, as actual drivers. Um, so, yeah, that's I'm really, really interested and excited to see how this goes. The, the main thing that actually prevents me from writing this movie off completely, I will say, is the fact that it's, a Neil, that it's a Neil Blomkamp movie. 
I like him as a director. He's got a certain style. He's very much an auteur. Um, and, uh, you know, I will be forever in mourning of the Alien movie he's never going to get to make. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, well, he's making Gran Turismo instead. And, yeah, uh, so there's just definitely going to be some stylistic choices in this one, I think, that should be really interesting from a visual perspective. Um, you know, David Harbour's always good. Uh, nice to see Orlando Bloom, um, you know, doing something other than playing Legolas and Will Will from Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, <laughs> bless you, Orlando. Um, and yeah, yeah. But the only thing about this trailer I didn't like is that it showed too much. They told us that our main character, I know it's based on a true story and you can find this out for yourself, but like for people like me who have no fucking idea, we don't want to sit there and watch this trailer and go... Oh, congratulations, you made it to Nissan. Like, why the fuck are you putting that in the trailer for? Mm. Like, come on, learn your lessons. We don't want to watch the movie in the trailer. I'm still I'm still going to watch this. I don't actually know if I'll go to the cinema and see this. I might. I might. Because it's me and I'll pretty much watch anything on the big screen. But I don't know. I'm not, like, again, like I said, Neil Blomkamp is probably the only thing that's making me want to do that. So we'll see. We'll see. It was an okay trailer. Um Anyway, that's my ramble done. Fulia. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, as 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 one of the two gamers on this on this podcast, um, what are your thoughts on on this? So film? I've only ever played um, the fourth iteration of Gran Turismo, and that's mm-hmm. only because um, my sister was really into the racing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't really into the racing stuff until she brought it along, and then. Um, but Gran Turismo is, um, is a very good game on PlayStation. Uh, it is also a PlayStation exclusive game. Uh, and it's from what I've seen, especially with the, with Gran Turismo seven that's been out recently, um, looks very, very realistic in its driving simulation Mm. in a way. Um, they've even brought, um, GT seven to PSVR two. Um, so you can actually get more of a driver's sense as to how it feels to be in the actual driver's seat of a racing car. Oh yeah. Um, which is really interesting. Um, and I heard good reviews about it in its VR iteration. Uh, I've just never really gotten into it myself. So the fact, and I have heard about this particular story of how, you know, a gamer became a driver, um, it's interesting that they're putting it into a movie, which it kind of makes sense because, you know, people want to know how it even became a thing, mm. um, in- including me. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm actually intrigued about this particular movie. Um, I know it did show quite a bit in there, uh, but like, it's kind of a given that they're going to tell us, oh, that this driver actually makes it into the team obviously because that's what everybody knows like he mm. actually became a racing driver. A driver yeah um but so for me that doesn't really phase me too much mm-hmm. um it's just a matter of how he actually executes himself sure. as a driver is yeah. what i'm curious about mm-hmm. so i don't know that i'd actually go and watch this in the cinema per se uh like you i might actually wait for it to come to a streaming service maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but being that it's going to be Sony, um, I'm not sure where that will be <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, it's an it's an interesting 
it's an interesting concept uh it's an interesting story i should say mm-hmm. uh so i am i am looking forward to finding out how it all pans out uh, but yeah um yeah, yeah cool. we'll see we'll see yeah, yeah. very good all right, Michael, your thoughts on Gran Hello. Turismo? Um, with Sony, they they mostly go to either Netflix or or Paramount. So, uh, no, not Paramount. Um, Prime. So, one of those two. So, if you want to wait until then. Mm. Um. Yeah, I heard about this story because it was in the works. Uh, this movie. And I probably won't see it, just to get that cat out of the bag. Because uh, it doesn't really interest me, because yeah, I don't know. Uh, but it, I do find it interesting that it is co-made with uh, PlayStation. And the last outing was Uncharted, and that was a lukewarm reception. So, so I don't know, may, maybe... They're going to try and do do more movies and see see what happens, or otherwise, they'll just stick to the making making games. But yeah, Sony, what are you doing, Sony? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I can't really add too much. Uh, I like David Harbour and and Ilano Bloom, but will that make me want to watch the movie? Probably not, mm. unfortunately. Mm. So when so when is this movie that I'm not going to say coming out? <laughs> <laughs> well, Gran Turismo will be out in the cinemas on the 10th of August. August. Cool. August. All right, our last trailer uh, for today's episode is uh, the second trailer for Christopher Nolan's upcoming epic Oppenheimer. Uh, this is a film that I've been eagerly anticipating since it was announced um and you know the first trailer was great um this second trailer shows a little bit more uh footage that wasn't in those first two trailers but kind of doesn't show too much i think they're they're saving a lot of the the um for lack of a better word pyrotechnics (laughs) uh for the actual cinema which is is good to hear um and I can't wait to see how they go about actually showing us uh, an atomic bomb blast and all the testing that leads up to that. Um, that's like the science behind the whole thing is what's got me interested the most. Um, you know, in the fact we're going to get to see uh, Albert Einstein in this movie, which is pretty cool. Um, and then just, you know, here hear the movie like start off as this like we need to find we have to beat the nazis essentially to you know it before they can beat us and you know win the war like we need to we need to win before they can win um and it's like a race to get there and it's you know supposed to be this big triumphant and hopeful thing that you know they've created this weapon that's gonna bring about peace and it's like and obviously and obviously you know we're we're 80 years on the other side of it almost and like peace is the furthest like thing really that it has brought us because it's only made it's really like yeah it ended world war ii but the the cost of that was just huge and um the devastation 
was in, 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 immeasurable. Um, and the constant state of fear humanity has existed in ever since um, <laughs> is pretty bad, <laughs> to say the least, considering, you know, we were very close to nuclear war in the 60s, you know, up through the 80s the, with the Cold War uh, raging on, you know. So it's just, yeah, it's, it's going to be so eerie and creepy and fascinating to see um, the story unfold from this hopeful thing to this completely terrifying uh, thing that's created. Um, and to see Killian Murphy play Oppenheimer himself and how he's going to portray that um, is really cool. And it was really nice to get a glimpse of Robert Downey Jr. briefly in this trailer too. Because um, I'm yeah looking forward to seeing him as well, of course. Um, yeah, it's got a stacked cast, as you can see from the trailer. So bring it. I'm fucking there. Opening week. I can't wait. This is going to be epic. And visually, of course, because it's Christopher Nolan, it's going to be visually, visually stunning. Um, so I can't wait. Um, Fulia, your thoughts? I don't know that I'm going to watch this one. <laughs> bit too dark, huh? Yeah, a bit too much. Yeah, that's fair. It's not my genre, not my tempo. No, it's not my tempo. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, not no, part look, of my uh, algorithm. No. <laughs> um, look, visually looks stunning. I think yeah. it's going to be a really good um, cinematograph, like cinematography wise. It's going to be absolutely epic. I'd say. Mm-hmm. Uh, just for me, in terms of my taste in, in in films and the type of genres that I usually watch, <laughs> it's not exactly something that I would really be interested in or like sort of delve into. Um, granted, I have watched like biopics and you know history sort of dramatized uh, movies in the past like you know 1917 being one of mm. one of those ones mm-hmm. and that one was purely because of the whole you know the one um, shot the one shot sort of looking cinematography just looked absolutely insane and gorgeous mm-hmm. um with with this one though being that it's going to be a lot more harsher and the fact that it's um, it's about you know the the atomic bomb being made, like it's it's not exactly something that I really want to know about, even though I should. Um, I know enough that I can get by with that info, and and I'm happy. Uh, just you know going into the actual depths of the how it was come like how it came to be and yeah. all that sort of stuff. It's mm-hmm. not really something that I really want to like get into. Um, yeah. especially because of how, um, how depressing it is. Yeah, it is quite depressing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Especially for a happy-go-lucky koala like me, <laughs> I don't usually go into depressing films like that. What do you that. mean? Of course. <laughs> Isn't that your favorite thing? It's like the only kind of movie you watch, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Atomic koala. Atomic if I watch that, I'd be I'd become the atomic koala. Yeah, fat fat man and little koala. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Anyway, um, I'm going to hell. Um, <laughs> anything else for you? I think I'm good. You're good. I'm done. Great, <laughs> Michael. Um, I'm curious for your your thoughts on this trailer. What do you make of it? Uh, yeah, this trailer had definitely a lot more of story, and and what's going to happen. And I know a little bit about uh, the Oppenheimer story, 
little bits. But so I'm very interested in seeing uh, how Christopher Nolan's going to uh, narratively work this out because he does do a lot of like time shifts and everything. It kind of looks like we're we're going different areas and seeing uh, and seeing how how the timeline sort of goes because I don't think it's going to be from start to finish his story. I think he's probably going to dive into different uh, areas of his life and yeah, th- this trailer is very very good in like. Uh, cementing the sort of tone that this movie is probably going to be uh, without watching it. So, yeah. Um, I like all the people in it. Uh, uh, definitely see uh, Matt Damon in his role. It is definitely a sort of a linchpin to uh, what the um, army needs and definitely and have different aspects of what the war effort was uh within this time especially over in America and a, a little glimpse from uh Albert Einstein as well so he definitely had his mixed feelings with with what what's going on e- even the early stages of of trying to create like an, an atomic bomb and and after the fact that uh, what happened, Oppenheimer, it, it, what he did, he thought, you know, this would be the benefit of the human human race, but then he discovered uh, the exact opposite. He uh, he opened Pandora's box, and mm. what happened after that? He solely, um, fi- he solely had he blames himself for what? Yeah what has happened that yeah so it is an icky thing Julia and I don't blame you for <laughs> staying yeah, clear is, from it mm, mm. isn't um yeah because isn't he the one that said I am I am become g- the arbiter like, of death yeah destroyer of worlds destroyer yeah. of worlds yeah, yeah he said I that in an interview destroyer of worlds. Yeah. yeah he said that in an interview yeah. in the 60s so and after after his work um, he tried to. He, he he turned into an advocate to. Well, I don't mm. want to spoil it, but he 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 tried to right his own wrong by yeah. the end. So it's definitely going to be an in- interesting take. And yeah, because Christopher Nolan does a lot of practical stuff. Uh, there's going to be a practical atomic blast, but hopefully yeah. not because. I'll, <laughs> No, <laughs> because yep. there's there's a big effort to actually get like submarines that have sunk, like before, before like uh, nuclear fallout on on anywhere because the metal hasn't tut- touched like radiation, so mm. that's a very interesting aspect as well. Like everywhere has radiation, including mm-hmm. here because we've mm-hmm. had. We've had testing in Australia, so it's definitely screwed the world. And it's never going to be the same ever again. So when is this coming out, this happy-go-lucky TV show? (laughs) (laughs) Oppenheimer will be out in cinemas on the 20th of July. Which, you know, just for some uh, counter-programming, Fulia, it's the same day as Barbie. Yeah, I'm seeing Barbie first. Are you team Barbie or are you team Oppenheimer? Barbie. 
Mm-hmm. I'm team Boppenheimer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm seeing both. <laughs> yeah. Same time. One yeah, in IMAX and one in main cinema. Which is which? Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. One involves the creation of something that absolutely um, corrupts mankind, and the other one's Oppenheimer. Zing. Ha Zing. Zap. Zoo. And we Toodamoon. zing and zap out of trailer park. Yes, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Hostess with the mostess, Julia <laughs> Cantamachi. Uh, it's time focus. for focus. the moment. Ah, focus. The focusing there we go. the segment, the section, the part, the place, the spot, the thing in the show we like to call. We are popcorn culture. <laughs> I don't know we why are. I went with that voice. <laughs> your, that's your Vin Diesel impression. <laughs> I be a Ravenger. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. It is time for popcorn culture. You heard it here first. Now, of course, we went here last week. So this week, you guys get to hear our thoughts on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Yay! Ooh. And I'm just going to rip the band-aid off and just say we're not going to do big spoilers because we're uh not only is it sort of maybe slightly too soon we are a little strapped for time we have a hard out in in uh, tw- in 32 minutes so uh <laughs> it's, my right. it's it's okay <laughs> so we're gonna keep this one brief give you give you guys our general thoughts sort hmm. of like a extended quickie review um that we're you know known for doing mm-hmm. on the show so um yeah Let's let's just start off by saying that um, yes, this is a very good movie. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. Mm-hmm. I've seen it three times. Um, cool, <laughs> three times in a week and a half. Um, yes, no, it, it's it's good. It's a fitting send off. It's a fitting finale um, for the Guardians as we know them in their current form. Um, the soundtrack is amazing of course it's amazing like you'd expect nothing less I can't wait to pick up a copy when I go back to work tomorrow Mm. Um, uh, and yeah yeah like emotional as all hell like Mm. I'm not surprised given you know the trailers that we got um, and the things we heard out of events like Comic Con talking about Rocket's story and um, how he's kind of the focus and we get to find out what happened to him before, uh, you know, we saw him in, in the first film, um, his origin. So, and that was super devastating, (laughs) um, and really tough to watch. Um, so, but, but beautifully done and executed. Um, yeah. So just for our overall thought for me, yeah, that's where I'm sitting. I, I really, I really like the movie uh, a lot. It's good. It's good. It's finally, finally a good, MCU movie, the the best one we've had for a while. So um, I can't believe I just said that out loud. Um, Fulia, <laughs> what are your overall It's all thoughts? downhill from here. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> yep. Alrighty. Uh, yes, definitely a very good movie. Um, also very emotional. Grant, uh, given the themes that we get from this particular film. Uh, and yeah, no, it was, um, it was definitely a really nice sort of way to say goodbye to the, to the main characters that we've, you know, known and loved for the past decade. Um, yeah. and 
yeah, it's just gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see um, where um, the new group goes. Yes. Yeah. I don't, mm-hmm. Not gonna say who. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, no, it was like I, 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 there was a few moments where I, I cried. I, yeah, like when I was too. in the cinema watching this, I bawled. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's it's really hard to watch. So you know, in case yeah. In case you haven't seen it for yourself, people, um, you know, just a just a preface here that it does touch on a little bit on animal cruelty and animal abuse in like mm-hmm. laboratories and stuff like that. So yeah. if you are sensitive about that sort of stuff, probably don't watch this. Yeah, um, it just really breaks yourself. Oh yeah, that yeah. just really breaks yourself for it um, because it, it just oh it really breaks your heart. It really does. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, God. man, I have now I've got a big, mushy, spot, soft spot for Rocket. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I liked Rocket before, of course. Yeah. But, but now we have this ne- extra, yep. you know. All the love for Rocket. All the love for Rocket. Mm. Layers. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. 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 All right, Michael, your your general thoughts on on Guardians three. My general thought is this: um, within the entire trilogy of Guardians, uh, James Gunn's Guardians, this is probably my favorite, and it's kind of yeah. weird that it actually uh, went up. Uh, like, yeah, it went for the first one. I, I I enjoy the first one. It, it is what it is and it was an introduction to the cosmic element of mcu so it was a huge undertaking to get an audience to to experience something that's out of the ordinary especially with uh the universe of of marvel and Mm. it's just gangbusters and everything everything that came after it um, definitely was shaped because of guardians like you can see the elements of like thor had to change ever so slightly because because of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy we, and um, the Eternals, unfortunately. Eternals. Uh, I'm going to <laughs> mention it here. But it definitely had its <laughs> elements on that. And the second second movie came out a, at a time... Now, this is a personal preference because it came out as, um, at a time in my life that I needed to know because it, it deals with family and... Sometimes you have to choose your own family and sometimes you unfortunately have a family member that's toxic and you need to cut them out of your life. And I definitely needed to hear that, especially at a time of my life where I was being a new dad and I needed to be have a new out, outlook of life. So, and then in the third one, um, I was expecting something to do with how because the first one was about uh peter quill like losing a member of his family his mum and dealing with the grief of losing a parent and how the second one was about having ties of a parent but it turns out that the reason of your existence is because of this person and how that can be crushed because of who they are and he may be your father but he wasn't your daddy it just breaks me every time i watch it <laughs> mm-hmm. um and in this one i thought it was about like um 
like Peter Quill becoming like a, a foster dad or anything like that, like having a parenting role. But it was it was completely different, and it 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 was involving like uh, with essentially it is Rocket's story and how and how in a way Peter wasn't really an essential like an emotional part of it, even though it it does deal with different um different elements of each guardian and there was also micro micro um uh reactions within the uh guardians that it all leads up to this particular thing as well as the fir- first two movies as well as endgame and uh infinity war and a little bit of uh, uh four i i cannot remember the title of that one love and thunder Love and Thunder, that's it. So, and so we we get to see where where these guardians end with, because we all know that Gamora probably is not coming back because um, that they, they said that it's probably going to be the ending of these particular people. But they, it was just a fitting send off, yeah, in a way, and um. Yeah, and it involves like taking responsibility of not running away from your problems, actually uh, facing them face on, which mm. in a way is taking responsibility of yourself and not necessarily being affected by other people, which the first two were. So in a way, this movie was a fitting end to The Guardians as we know it. So, and from that, it's... It's an ending for these characters that that we've been watching for ten years. It's also an ending of an era of James Gunn because yeah, he's going mm-hmm. over, he's crossing the pond now. He's gonna he's gonna set himself there, which uh, I can't wait to see that because I do enjoy mm-hmm. his films, I do enjoy his work, and how how it sort of emotionally affects me as well with all these weird and bizarre things. I mean, bringing back Howard the Duck three times now <laughs> but there's a cameo um mm. it's just great to see see something and when i finished watching and i was in my car it's like what do i do now mm. it's just an end of an era that i really enjoyed yeah yes so yeah i did cry in the cinema i also cried at the end it's like this is this is an ending of a trilogy that i really enjoyed it's probably mm. going to be my trilogy, and I'm, just... yeah, ten out of ten would recommend. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Well said, well said, Mike. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. and all the cameos in it are just great. It's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yes, yeah. yeah. No, it's 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 wonderful. Um, mm. Yeah, no, you're not wrong though. It's definitely definitely does feel like the end of an era, mm. and I'm glad, like. Uh, that James Gunn had the chance, the opportunity to kind of say farewell to these characters the right way. It wasn't rushed. Yeah. And it wasn't dragged out either. No. Like, each character in this movie got a chance to shine and do something cool um, and to develop in a way that neither of them, none of them had really developed. Like, this is probably the most character development I think all of them have had mm. in this. Um, you know, and there were some really smart choices in terms of the, of those characters in the script and, um, things that we were expecting to happen. 
um, that didn't necessarily happen and that's a good thing. Um, mm. So, yeah, I can't really say too much about what those things are. But, um, but yeah, it's just, it's just beautiful. Um, like the way, the way it played out. And now that I've yeah seen it so many times, I'm like, no, I, yeah, this is, this is good. Like it's not, for me, it's not, um, it doesn't beat the previous two for me, but it, that doesn't, that's not a criticism by any stretch no, no. At, at all. Cause like, how do you compete when you've got two already incredible films, mm. you know, and now you've got a third one. It's like, well, you know, you're just, you're just showing off now, James Gunn. Like, seriously. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, I don't even know what else to say without spoiling too much. But, um, yeah. well, two two things I will say, and it's not really spoilers just because his name's in the credits, but uh, Nathan Fillion's in this movie. <laughs> and I was in the trailer as well. I oh, was he in the trailer. I must have missed yeah. him in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah, Nathan Fillion's in this, um, and you know, getting to actually play, like, quote unquote, himself, like, as in, like, he's not playing an alien, he's not voicing someone else, he's not doing a CGI character, he's, he's actually just on this in this weird, in this muscular weird suit. suit. <laughs> that it's... whole sequence is very interesting. <laughs> yeah, well, if you think about it, anything is possible in in sci-fi, where you. You don't have to deal with technology. Technology can can be um, grown, like with, you know, it can be grown. So. Yeah. No, it makes sense. It's totally fine. And I, yeah, I, it is another. You're right. It's, it's another example of you know, the the limitless possibilities with with sci-fi. Um, what mm. you can do in terms of creating certain things. But yeah, Nathan Fillion was a blessing, a joy to see, <laughs> even though he was playing sort of an antagonistic role. Um, he was very, very funny. I loved his scenes. Um, and yeah, God, I had something else I was going to say. Oh, um, just in terms of like the performances, like all around, everyone smashed it. I have to shout out, especially Bradley Cooper for delivering like the best rocket performance we've had. Mm. Um, the places he had to go to just from a vocal perspective to get those really deep emotions to shine through in the CG character and he does it and he sells it and it's just gut-wrenching. Mm. Um, so hats fucking off to Mr. Bradley Cooper for that. Mm. And I also really want to shout out um, Chuck Woody Iwuji who plays the High Evolutionary. Um, yeah. he, was in, he was in Peacemaker and he was great in that. Um, he played more of a good guy in Peacemaker, but in this he's obviously your oh, spoilers. Um, spoilers. <laughs> he's your villain in this and... Um, he was just excellent. Like he yeah. had such presence and I love, there's this one bit and it happens when you see him for the first time. So again, it's not entirely a sport, but it's just this one bit I really thought was really nice. Like, cause usually this is a kind of moment that you would lean into the comedy on, but James Gunn doesn't do it. Um, we see, we get to see Elizabeth Debicki's Aisha again, um, the sovereign leader. And she's fucking, we know how tall she is. She's like, you know, six foot, Two, whatever she's a massive woman and and chuck woody is not <laughs> that height and literally this one of his like people his age mo- moves in a little platform so he can step on and stand <laughs> and be taller than her and they don't make it a comedic thing they don't make it funny no and it works yeah and i was so pleased because usually that moment is it's always a go-to ha-ha moment when it like oh you know your villain is this short dude who's trying to be intimidating but 
he doesn't need to try. He is. Yes. You can. He's selling it perfectly. Yeah. So I just love that moment. And his performance was was excellent. And then before I throw to Fulia, I'm just going to say one last thing. This is my favorite version of Nebula we've gotten. <laughs> Nebula. Yes. Out yes. of everyone, every out of everyone, rocket aside, in this, she was my favorite. She was everything in this. I loved her new arm. I loved the <laughs> sort of like Stark tech she had at the beginning with the like the wings on her back. I wanted more of that. Um, just her attitude was great. I love you can see the character development and her going from this almost evil assassin to part of the family. Um, and, you know, genuinely caring. You know, the fact that we've had five years during the blip when she was, you know, she had that time with Tony Stark and then she obviously was with Rocket um, while, you know, in the five years, you know, trying to survive. Um, And it's really changed her. And I think it's really made her into such a well-rounded character and and Karen Gillan just crushed it completely. Yeah, yeah, I I loved her so much. Um, Yeah. Any favourite performances or characters for Leah? Oh my goodness! Um, I just want to give a shout out to the little uh, animal characters. Um, yes, for, who are known as uh, was it Floor, Floor, Teeth, Lila, and Lila. And Lila. How how did you, Kendall? How did you go with uh, Floor? How did I go with Floor? I was fine. I liked Floor, but Floor made me cry because because well, Floor couldn't speak properly. But and the and then, oh, the, the spiderly! No, it didn't actually bother me. It didn't bother me. Mm. No, because it was no, a cute little not... rabbit as well. Yeah, it was a cute. Yeah, it's yeah, it kind of re- reminded me of the Monty Python rabbit a little bit because <laughs> um, <laughs> it was white with the red eyes. But no, no, yeah, no. Fair, fair question. No, I was fine with 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 Floor, uh, even though Floor did kind of have spider legs. Mm. It didn't really creep me out. But thank you for asking. I'll be new chiefs. <laughs> what was this? Oh no, we all have them. Mine are a bit more, more prominent. prominent. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah, Teefs was great. Yeah, they were all so good. They were, oh. and I, I just, oh my gosh, those poor animals. Yeah. Oh, my put gosh. through the ringer. Yeah. Um, big shout out to the voice actors of yeah. those characters. Yeah, they were actually. Really well performed, especially um, you know they brought back Linda Cardellini to to voice Lila. Mm. Um, you know she was yeah Hawkeye's wife, and now she's now she's a, a an otter in space. Yeah, <laughs> and she did a great she did a great job. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I would say yeah, hundred percent Nebula, great sort of Badass. great character development for her, um, and you know the whole. <laughs> You know, her and, and, and Peter having their little awkward moments. <laughs> yeah, they were great. They were so good. Um, but you could tell that, you know, she really does care for everyone now. Yeah. Yeah, she does have that. Um, and I have to say, like, uh, not Drax. Oh, Mantis. Mm-hmm. Mantis was really good yeah, as well. she was cool. Like, the fact that we finally got to see her be a bit more serious than stupid. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that she's also bit. being, like, she, like you could tell she was being hurt by all of the stupid remarks. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she just had enough. She was standing up for herself. Yeah. Finally. Yeah, it was nice. And it was, it was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Drax was fun. <laughs> in this one, I think I like Drax in this movie than I have in the p- 
past ones. I liked him better in this one than in number two, for yeah. sure. Um, yeah. the, I won't spoil it, but the couch moment. <laughs> that's my, that Get my, your filthy feet off the couch. That's my favourite Drax moment in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like that too. It yeah, was good. It was very funny. Um, yeah, I was just, everybody performed really well in this movie. Um, even, even Peter Quill. Like yeah, was a, Chris was Pratt a, was good. Was a great yeah. um, thing. Um, I just also kind of want to preface that this is the second Chris Pratt movie where we got no sleep till Brooklyn. I know, and they did it better in this one because it worked. The reason why it works, <laughs> reason why it works, is because in the Mario movie, they're already in Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, where the exactly. sole song is "No Sleep Until We Get until to Brooklyn." Brooklyn. Yeah. Stupid. <sighs> Stupid. They missed the point of the song. But in this, it, yeah, that sequence, one shot take of the, the action. But now I'm kind of curious if great. he's been in other movies where it has no sleep to program. <laughs> Depends. Just make a list. Yep. Depends. And also, also, is it a spoiler if we say what sort of scene it was? Well, I just said it's a fight scene. It's a one-shot yeah. fight, like fight scene at the end. Yeah. Hallway fight scene. Hallway. It's a hallway fight scene. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Best hallway fight scene I've ever seen. Yeah, it was pretty epic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. It was amazing. I lo- I yeah. loved it. Everything. I had to so watch well. it a couple of times. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, it's so good. Every, yeah, everything fits so well, and um, hmm. the, like the music, and then the, the you know the choreography, and the way the camera moves around all of them, and um, each character gets a chance to shine. Even the little fur, furball thing that Adam Warlock yeah. loves, <laughs> like that little thing gets a moment of like, ah, yeah, this yeah, it's awesome. Can I? Can we also mention Adam Warlock in this movie? Compared to how he was portrayed in uh, where was he in the in the Guardians game? Oh yeah, completely different. Okay, mm. completely different. In in the Guardians game, he was a very serious, very intense character. Okay. In this well, one, then, he's been dumbed down. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, he's in that cocoon, and they got him out too early, and he's still got childlike yes. brain. Yes, mm. he hasn't fully developed yet. So I don't know that he, I like this particular warlock, to be honest. <laughs> it's all right. He has to be close to death, and then he hides himself in a cocoon again, and then we might yeah. might get a smarter warlock. Mm. We might. So he's we a ca- might, yeah. so he, so he's a character that's there to be watched. Yes. To be set up. Yes. Mm. Yes. 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 Cool, Michael. Yeah. Um, your favorite characters' performances. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> all of it. Um, yeah. <laughs> when you were talking about the relationship between uh, Nebula and Rocket, uh, when I was talking about the micro scenes that, that you see that say so much is when uh, Nebula shows emotion for the first time. Yeah. Uh, be- because she she was like one of the Guardians with Rocket uh, throughout that five years, so of course it's going to be mm. like a kingship between between those two, yeah. and and yeah, I I definitely enjoyed that because it definitely ha- if you don't experience like all of it, include including what happens in Endgame and all that, 
you don't get that sort of like mini school and and I do love the fact that I can't remember who said it but I do agree with them that in the other movies um it definitely has a pl- play for laughs when there's like a a very high emotional scene and then someone makes a joke to undercut it and I mm. do like the fact that this movie doesn't do that uh they've they've actually made the those um those uh, emotional stakes happen and we just sit with it and it and it plays out instead of having a, a joke and speaking of jokes uh it's i'm not sure if it's a spoiler or not because there is they, they did release like clips of different scenes and this one actually did come out so uh this is this movie is the first MCU movie with an F bomb. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yes, it is. And not done by Samuel Jackson. That's that's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good there point. Were, there were, yeah, there was a, there was a couple of close calls. But they get one. one. They get one. This one has it. <laughs> and I think it's kind of fitting that uh, James Gunn gets gets it. <laughs> is that yeah well it's going to be a good setup for like uh deadpool for the very hard r yeah that true that's Can't very wait. that's very very true yeah i really liked that moment as well because it's just like because i knew going in that we were going to get the first f-bomb i knew it was going to happen but i didn't you, know, you don't know where it's going to pop out and the fact that it was hmm. there of all like it was just and the Chris Pratt nailed the delivery for me. I thought he, I thought he did. Oh, spoilers for who says it? <laughs> yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Star Lord says it. Um, uh, yeah, but um, anyway, yeah, it was a great moment. Yeah, perfectly timed yeah. and executed. Yeah, yeah, hundred mm. percent. Um, cool. Well, um, I might just pick a favorite song. We all go around pick <laughs> one song. Oh, that we loved. I don't know the songs. Okay, well I'll ramble about one before you go on. <laughs> My, if I have to pick absolutely just one song from the movie that I loved, it's got to be "Dog Days Are Over" by Florence and the Machine. Um, not only mm. because I'm a big fan of Florence myself, I, I I'm a huge fan of hers. Um, to hear one of her pieces in an MCU film is great, but then the way it was used was, I mean, I I could yeah just emotional like it was used in such a beautiful way um uh you know in the movie i'm not going to say where it pops up because i don't want to you know spoil it for anyone um but it's just it it suits the mood uh it suits the team very well um and yeah the way they respond to the song as they're listening to it for the first time is just gorgeous um and yeah probably one of the best sequences uh in cinema i've seen all year so far like just yeah incredible um yeah i don't i can't say much else without spoiling it but it was a beautiful beautiful moment and a, yeah perfect use of the song i will actually before i do pass over to folia florence herself is a as she's a fan of the movies and she tweeted that when she watched the movie that they the way they used her song brought her to tears like was just yeah she absolutely loved it and feels very honored to have her, her song included in that um and i thought that was really sweet so yeah i so. did 
I did see the reaction. It's on Twitter. Uh, it's on uh, TikTok. It, yeah. And they actually showed like her reaction to the the song being used. And yeah, she did. <laughs> the yeah. test. She did break down a little bit. She did. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Oh, all of the feels. Um, yeah, so Dog Days Are Over is my favourite. Uh, Fulia, what's yours? I don't know where they were, but... I'll tell I... you. <laughs> I've seen it three times. <laughs> uh, creep. Oh, that's the start of the film. The start of the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that good choice. Yeah. yeah. The acoustic version of Creep. Yeah, that really was really actually good. really good. Yeah. Uh, it was a great way to open the movie. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Set you it's up very... for what, what's about to happen. Yes, yeah, and right. it and it really sort of just like it felt very ominous mm, as well mm-hmm. um, when you when you listen to it as as well as as it was going with the actual scene. Um, so yeah, I I think I really really like that. Yeah. yeah, like I think the most powerful part of that whole sequence is when they do the title card and it's all of them walking as Nebula's carrying Peter. And, yeah, and the way that the vocals are just. Or basically a cappella at that point and just being, you know, screamed out sort of thing and yeah. resonating. It's just really, it hits you. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. No, good choice. Yeah. Very good choice. Mike, do you have a favorite song before we wrap on up? Yeah, probably the honorable mention is probably Creep because uh, when you first see it, you, you see the ty- uh, the studio logo and they, they change it um, uh, for this particular movie. And yes. when I watched that, that... That started me going, <laughs> fuck, and yeah, that was yeah, that was a lot. Because I thought, oh shit, I'm not gonna, yeah. So I I started tearing up for that, and then they started doing creep. I thought, ah, oh, fuck you, James Gunn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, but pro- it, it's probably going to be like uh, no no sleep till Brooklyn with that one because it just got my heart pumping. It's like, yeah, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because I definitely enjoy my Beastie Boys, and that that is yeah, it just, yeah, it just got my heart pumping, and it's like yeah, take them out, fuck you, yeah, corridor scene, mm. yeah, love them, and this love one's it. my favorite. It's gonna be hard to top this. Mm. Love it, love it. I'm done. Awesome. All right, and I think we are done. Yes, with our uh, spoiler-free. Review Ish. discussion Spoil- spoiler ish free. There's a couple of little spoilers in there, no major spoilers. You know, we may or may not do a discussion down the line, who knows? Um, but yeah, we all love the movie, yes. so um, please go see it. I'm sure if you're watching or listening to us, you have seen it already. Let us know your thoughts on the socials if you want to. Otherwise, yes. that is it. That is the show. Fulia, I think you have something you need to say. Yes. So um, next couple of weeks, I won't be here. I am sorry. Uh, I have some hockey games that clash with our recording times. So I will be playing the sport that is ice hockey instead. Uh, But I will do my best to pop in my thoughts on whatever the news is and trailers and whatnot. So good. Good. So you'll still be here. Yes. As usual. Yes. I'll be here. In verbal form, but just not in physical form. Yes. And I'll be back uh, for our first, uh, the first weekend back for recording in June. Yes. Nice. Which will probably be us talking about Spider-Verse, I imagine. Because that's yeah. when most, that comes, most likely. That's when that comes out. Yeah. Yes. We'll cool. see. Awesome. Great. 
Um, well, now that that's been said, it is time to get on out of here. And, and that, that was, was, a a podcast was a podcast called, called Fred. Yes, remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest Fred content. If you'd like to listen to Fred the Alien, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. If you'd like to watch Fred the Alien, you can head over to youtube.com forward slash Fred the Alien Productions. And if you're already there, make sure to like the video, subscribe to our channel, hit the bell icon to be notified of future content. And also, please check us out over on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Fred the Alien Twitch, and give us a follow over there as well. Please do. I've been a Kendall Richardson. I've been a Fulia Kantarmaja. And I've been the rocket himself, Margo Lister. Noise. And, and you've just, you just experienced, experienced a podcast, a podcast called, called Fred. Fred. <laughs> Remember to eat beef. Yes. Remember, Freddy lives, Loki dies, the doctor is in, and face off. <laughs> face <laughs> Oh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> and remember to look after yourself and your mental health, everyone. Yes. <laughs> yes, do that. Do. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Later, stay.